If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you score, I suck at Call of Duty. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. Have you been playing any games? Uh, You've been playing Pokemon or something? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I seem to have become like the weird guy who should be living in his parents' basement. No offence to any Pokemon fans, but... Um, Which yeah, one is this? Uh, well, my missus is a big Pokemon fan, and since we've both been playing Pokemon Go, we just trailed off, but we still kind of do it as a weird... It's kind of like our gaming walking app. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> You know, it's it's we're still kind of keeping up with that a little bit. Um, but yeah, since Pokemon Moon's come out, I now own a 2DS and a oh. copy of Pokemon Moon while she got Pokemon Sun. So uh, we've both been kind of playing that and then sort of battling each other and she's kicking my ass constantly. Um, so yeah, so, that's, I've, I've proper gone 90s handheld gaming at the moment. I'm living wow. the retro lifestyle. Uh, cool. So that's... That's more than a spontaneous purchase, then. You really fancied a a, a 2D... You, well, you'd got so into playing it on the phone that you... You'd, I, I wanted to re- go back into that world again, yeah. It, it right. kind of... It felt like a massive nostalgia kick at the beginning, but I was surprised yeah. at how much I was actually playing it. So, I, I mean, the last one I bought was um, Red, maybe on like a DS Lite. Uh, no, a DS, yeah, pretty much a DS Lite, which I still got somewhere in the cupboard. Um but yeah, I just thought, wow, we got we picked one up for sixty quid in the end. A two DS. What, what each one was sixty quid. No, a two DS for sixty quid. Oh, so you're sharing place. the two DS? No, no, she already owns one. I've bought. Oh. I now I now own a handheld console. I know cool. it's what, weird. Just what was in that? time. Was that, Sorry, go on. Was that used or um, no? No, no, new. It was really, really? Uh, They're yeah. that much. Well, now? it was seventy quid in Sainsbury's, um, and then I wow. and she had a, a ten pound voucher which took a tenner off that. Because let's be honest, the Black Friday deals have been absolutely terrible, I've found. There have been a few bits off, but nothing like the half-price madness we're used to seeing. I remember last year, it was kind of like a Steam sale, but everything got hit by that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I've been... I know There's been some good deals on PS4s, but um, yeah. I haven't really uh, I haven't really been investigating the Black Friday stuff. No, too I was much. I was kind of hoping it would pick up again on Cyber Monday, but it's still more of the same. Really, it's more like um, thirty quid off a console, you know, a few bits here and there, twenty quid off games, which might yeah. be okay. But you know, when the game's forty, fifty quid, fifty whatever, you think I'm still almost paying top price for it. Yeah. 
Sorry, back to Pokemon though. I'm yeah. interested. Um, well, so obviously this isn't Pokemon Go, which is like a kind no. of um, an app. So so you're actually in a sort of uh, a world. <laughs> I haven't played this since God, God, I can't remember. Two thousand and probably two thousand and one. I don't know, and something like that. Um, yeah. Which I was still twenty one at the time, but hey, who cares? We're a gaming podcast <laughs> of sorts. True that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I I just. I just felt like I was surprised at how kind of cool it was, how cool it felt, and it's weird using the term Pokemon and cool at the same time. But so you sort of make up a character like you do in the Go you version. Kind of, yeah, you've got a choice of different variations and stuff, but then it unlocks more. So you reach a part of the town. You start off in a little village. It's basically right. set in this kind of Hawaii esque idea and there's lots of islands around and you start off on one of the islands and um, oh, right, and yeah. you get your starter Pokemon and then you go out into the world and then you know you meet your mum and all that sort of thing you've got a house and you've you know you go off and you meet the prof- there's always a professor it's a very formulaic thing you know they're, are they like quests and stuff yes there are quests you can meet people you can meet MP- talk to NPCs and some of them will be like oh I've really wanted this this dog that hangs out in like the caves or something like that for my girlfriend and then I'm like well if I'm going to find this dog I'm going to capture two because I don't want to give you one having gone through all that effort but they seem to have addressed some of that. So it's like once you go there and you capture it, because I caught two of this one particular Pokemon, thinking that, went back to him, and he just looked at the Pokedex and went, awesome, I'm going to go get one for myself. I'm yeah. like, I've got two of them now. I went through all that effort for no reason. <laughs> so so um, you've got these little side quests that you can go, and you, you do the usual thing where you beat up trainers and take their money and stuff. It sounds horrible, but that's just the world they live in. Uh, <laughs> But it really hasn't changed at its core from the really early games. It's just all the features and little bits and stuff have, have just... It just feels so much more polished as a handheld game could. It just completely passed me by, the whole yeah. Pokemon thing. I think, it, I think it came out sort of after my first initial gaming thing yeah. when I was like on the Amiga and that. And then I think it it all just happened. And then... I think, I I think you... I think, if to fall into the whole Pokemon thing, you have to be, you either have to have got a sniff of the whole Tamagotchi thing that came out. Um, I remember around that. that time, yeah, and also um, all the old RPGs like on the snares and stuff because it's very much a, it was very much in that same style as like not not quite isometric, but then you had the Secret of Manas and stuff and Dragon Quest and all that sort of thing. So oh, okay. I think Pokemon pretty much plays on that because it does play like an RPG. Like an old school RPG, um, yeah. But I didn't it's really got get cool into the uh, game cutscenes and stuff, and yeah, I didn't really get into the uh, the whole uh, uh, sort of JRPG scene. And yeah, stuff. that's yeah. It. I didn't really get into the JRPG thing until like Final Fantasy VIII or yeah. something, and that but was on then PC. It was different, yeah. It's yeah, it's I did it wrong. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone's introduced in different ways. I mean that that. The way that that played and the way that the characters were probably let you grow into things like Mass Effect and everything else because it was a more, you know, the the, the scale of people and stuff was more realistic and everything yeah. else. So you don't really think about it, but your your first introduction often kind of sets your path in a way. I mean, I enjoy both styles, the sprite ones and little ones like that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, my way into RPGs was... Uh, like pc stuff like yeah well i mean i got into first person shooters then i got into deus ex and then I, and then i <laughs> got into D and 
And then yeah. I started playing like uh, some of the like Icewind Dale. I never played Baldur's Gate. I still got that on my list yeah. to do. I played but, that. Uh, I played the the hacked down PlayStation version. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, um, the like hack and slash version. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, I remember yeah, playing yeah. that with my brother for like hours and hours and hours. And then yeah. we were disappointed in the second one. You couldn't import your progress over. And then we were like, well, oh, sod yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I love RPGs, but they do eat up time. Yeah. Um, and so I they have to be pretty special for me to get involved in. Now, I like the look of that new Torment game where you get to be an evil git. Um, <laughs> but I haven't got around to that yet. Um, I'm holding out for the Steam sale, basically, which uh, they've announced the dates for. Uh, yep. It's the 22nd of December to the 2nd of January. Awesome. So pretty much the entire time that I'm off work. Nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> oh, much. God, yeah, like I need way. anything more in my Steam library now. Um, well, I've still got the games I haven't played yet as well, so... Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or even less now. I've got an Xbox as well, and, and found TV shows to watch. It's I see what you mean about my time. It's like there's a pie chart, and about three quarters of it's taken up with I've gotten home from work and I'm knackered, and then there's a tiny yeah. little bit of time, and it's like, what do I do? <laughs> it's like anyone there... that moans about the price of games is is a madman because it's just like I mean, if you're worried about like the the initial cost of them. Don't buy them yet, and just yeah. do the Steam sale, and you'll yeah, have definitely the, the amount of gaming hours you have for the pe- for like a p- one pence hmm. is probably about a hundred hours. You know, it's ridiculous. Well, I, well, like I said, I was we were both there in the PlayStation One generation, where yeah. games were fifty quid. I me- I still remember picking up Tekken Three for sixty quid, <laughs> yeah. and thinking, oh. That's a little bit expensive, but then I just did it. And then feeling really smug that I had it. And I was like, yeah, I've got it. Because it was sold out everywhere else. And I'm thinking, 60 quid was a bargain. <laughs> Do you like the look of the new Final Fantasy? Um, what, the 15 or the remake yeah, 7? Um, I've been following it a little bit. I haven't bought it yet. Um, because I, I, the game engine itself to me has changed so much. I'm, I'm not going to say the whole oh i missed the turn-based combat it's lost its soul because it's changed you know games have to evolve we all know this because now that it's become a it's now that it's been an open world rpg twice that's obviously going to make an influence on it but i i found that there was various ways that you run and it's just i mean i've seen my brother playing some of them uh some of the later ones and it's like the characters running around, you press an attack, and the amount of numbers, it's just constant numbers coming off you and the enemy, and you're not quite sure whether you're being attacked, you're attacking them, until it either does like a massive, flashy mega move, in which you have to sit and watch a character getting blown up by like a star. <laughs> yeah, yeah or... well, that's like, exactly like Borderlands, um, yeah. like, the only time you'd realise when you'd killed something was because the numbers stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, yeah, I played yeah, that a few times. Not- it's just it's just very bright and you're like kill shoot 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 yeah. they stopped moving i've won <laughs> it's just like yeah but A- anyway as for games i've actually been playing mm. um i've not really played much different since last time really <laughs> um i'm still making my way for uncharted 4 and that's fab that'll be in my game of the year conversation i've been playing uh i'm about three chapters in on dishonored 2 and I don't know at the moment if that will be in my game of the year conversation, but uh, it's it's dishonoured, and I like the first one, so yeah. I'm still not decided. Um, and I 
But the thing I did want to talk a little more about was I put a bit more time into Adrift, which is the VR uh, space game where you're nice. basically, it's like Gravity, the video mm. game where you're in this kind of exploded space station and you're, um, at first it, it's a little tedious because you're kind of, um, it's really nice to sort of like take it all in, but you're rapidly running out of oxygen and the the rate at which you move is also tied in directly to your oxygen supply. So if you try and boost around and go the wrong way and there's no more oxygen there, then you're fucked and you're <laughs> dead. Um, so, yeah, it's this kind of weird sort of you've got this vague waypoint and there's checkpoints. that So you kind of have an idea of where you should be going. But you've kind of also got to be keenly aware of where these flashing green oxygen tanks are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the it's... The first hour or so is quite rough, but after that, you start go interfacing with computers that say you need to like fix the Dubri Dodd to make the uh, what's it work that will power the thingamajig, um, and like um, yeah, suddenly it starts becoming more interesting. You you get to hear like radio logs from some of the unfortunate uh, people that have died <laughs> in this catastrophe that you God. don't really know what it is. Um, and you start sort of going, you're not just going sort of around these space stations, you start like going, you know, up and it's like, mm. it totally fucks with your, uh, bearings completely and you get your, your suit gets upgraded. Um, so you, so the search for oxygen isn't quite so intense. Um, and you're kind of allowed to explore a little more. Um, so I'm, I, I, I stuck it on for like probably the second or third time last night and it was really late, and I, I knew I needed to crash, but um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to stop playing it. I was I was really into it, like I haven't been with any game. Um, mm. You know, I'm sort of used to playing a, a mission of Uncharted and then going, well, you know, that will do me. Um, same with Dishonored. It's like you know, I'm not really feeling that bug to keep playing yeah. um, as much as I'm enjoying them. But with this game, it's really simple, sort of. Um, sort of controls and, and objectives but it's so fucking immersive and you really get that sensation of presence as mm. you're sort of going around and you've kind of got the earth in the background as like a reference oh God, yeah. um, and you feel awkward you know so even though it's not direct hand-to-hand sort of control because i haven't got the touch things yet and it doesn't support that it's, anyway it's I don't the know ambience, it will isn't it? yeah it's still it's it feels like it just feels really good. Even sat mm. down, because you kind of would be sort of in a weightless situation, wouldn't you, anyway? You wouldn't be walking. No. So it's not disconcerting that you're sat down moving. So I'm actually really digging it. And I feel like the criticism for the game was quite harsh. Uh, you know, um, I don't know how far through it I am. I, I, I think it's supposed to be about three or four hours long, which seems like enough mm. for, for a VR game, because... Um, you know, even half an hour in VR can be a bit grueling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really digging it, and I'd recommend it if it comes to any of the other platforms. I picked it up in a humble bundle. Uh, nice. So that's why I played it because I probably wouldn't have played it otherwise because I'd seen the reviews were not that good, and mm. you know, um, I'm very picky these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So great for like uh, spontaneous, you know, purchases and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. 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 
Anyway, on the subject of uh, Oculus, you, you got mm. to have a go on the touch controllers, didn't you, Mark? I did. Um, it was also my first go on the Oculus as well. Um, oh, okay. How do you think it, it compares to the PlayStation VR? Uh, let's put it this way. The uh, PlayStation VR is pretty much how a console compares to a mega fucking planet-destroying PC rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's pretty much... It was running on like an Alienware. I don't know what the specs were for it, but... Yeah, we ran enough. through the whole. Yeah, more than enough. We ran through the whole demo thing of it. You know, there's a whole. I don't know if you've ever gone through no, the demo I, for it. I've I've not done the touch demos. No. No. Well, this wasn't the touch. It was just the normal Oculus demos. So the oh, sort like of earlier the... ones where you go through different environments. You're in a submarine. It's all around you and all that. And um, okay. And you've got these two robotic sort of like car assembly arms and a rubber duck and they're fighting over it and it starts going a bit Harry Potter because they both pick up wands and start having a little battle and, and they're like neat. right in front of you and you're like I actually ducked because I didn't want to get smacked in the face oh wow <laughs> um, it's really good in terms of immersiveness there's one in which um, the T-Rex demo as well inside the museum oh yeah my I had to catch my dad when I played that <laughs> When I showed that him was it. amazing because um, none of us knew it was coming because everyone else wigged out beforehand. So when I got to it, I got to that phase after that. I think someone wigged out with the little alien dude, and it was like she went, "No, I'm done." So I was up next, and then got to that part, and I'm like, "Okay, I can hear thumping." And I'm not gonna lie, I uttered the words, "I'm slightly alarmed." <laughs> 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 and then carried the corner. I'm like, "Okay, it's probably the little one." Like I was previously in the de- in one of the earlier demo bits because you got like a little T Rex, and I was trying to stroke it. Oh um, right! But this one just kept getting bigger and bigger as it's coming towards you, and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> 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 and then as it sort of stomps overhead, its tail swishes, and I literally was like moving out the way. You just can't help. It's so immersive. I had. I thought the P- I thought Eagle Flight on the PS4 was good. A nice introduction. I'm, don't get me wrong. I think that that is a fantastic little bit of kit. What they've done to bring that to the market for PlayStation yeah. VR. But the Oculus on a decent rig. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't realise it was that much better because everyone it, was really raving about PlayStation VR. Play, PlayStation is good. It, no, this is what I'm saying. It's it's PlayStation VR. It's fantastic. Um, the fact that you didn't hear anything about it and you thought, oh, Sony are doing their own version, you kind of think it's going to be pony, like most things are. <laughs> Let's be honest, for a console, yeah. first time round, I thought, oh, God, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be Connect Part 2, the shambles of that. But it works. It works really well. But the Oculus, oh, my God. Um, so what did you do with the touch controllers then? Yeah, that was it. Um, so, yeah, getting to that part, we... Um, I don't know. Have you have you actually had a go on them or anything like that? I haven't touched them. Well, you know that um, you know that Oculus had a little thing with Xbox, in which the pads can stuff or the, the development and stuff like that. You could use an Xbox pad. Um, yeah, one. I got an Xbox One controller with yeah, my Oculus. Well, they're, 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 to be honest, it's kind of like one of those sawn in half, with like a ring around each one, so it feels really comfortable. Um, oh, okay. It feels really comfortable. It's got a little, um, it's got thumbsticks on it, and it's got four buttons on each. Um, I think on each. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of like, yeah. It, and it's got two triggers and stuff on there as well. You know, the bumpers and the triggers as well. And it oh, cool. just feels really comfortable. And it, it reads it from anywhere on the ring. So your hand positions right. and stuff. I was not expecting it to read it as well as that. Um, I played an American football demo where you had to like lob the ball. 
and you know and then catch it whilst you're when you get it lined up to the player you throw it and then if it's on thing you have to actually catch the ball and then it's a touchdown sort of thing so you're kind of pitching and receiving so to speak (laughs) yeah yeah um but I was not expecting how much it would track my movement so well um, to the point where I was purposely leaving my hand slightly off to see if it would still catch the ball. And it didn't. Wow. Um, and I was, I mean, literally, it was bloody hard trying to throw it to the player because once you go for the demos, you're like, oh, this is pretty easy. When you actually start playing the game, you're like, he's ducking back and forth and you're like, you throw it and it goes exactly where you throw it. So if you're a crap throw, <laughs> you'll be a crap throw in a video game. What I'm interested <laughs> in was... Were you moving around much? Or um, were you stood in one spot? Well, I kind of was because I was kind of moving a little bit with the ball because I was trying to get more yeah. of a feel for it. And it was kind of tracking me. It didn't, it didn't lose me as far as I know. But as I was pelting it around sort of this field, I was doing like proper overarm throws. I wasn't leaping around the room though. So I'm not yeah. quite sure how it would handle that. I'm not yeah, sure how anything I've, would. I've got less than a metre clearance here. Yeah. But I've got lots of room, like yeah. around me. That's I'd say that's when I'm stood enough. up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, so, I was so, full, I was full outstretched with my arms, like throwing stuff. Yeah, and it was and it was fine. I was surprised by that. Um, oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to rearrange my desk slightly because <laughs> it comes with an extra sensor. So I was going to put one on the other side. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah. So oh, well, that's cool. Did you play anything else? Uh, I didn't really get a chance to, but um, one of my colleagues played a basketball game where you had to grab something, just you no know, sports demos and stuff. We didn't oh, get a cool. chance to do anything shooty or whatever. But if they oh. were, I probably wouldn't have done any work. <laughs> I thought it would have been in there the whole time. But I'd, okay. I'd love to. I'd love to have another go at something else. But I just yeah, think I, I just I, think the controllers just they feel so good. And they've got yeah. the whole thing. They obviously learned from the Wii U. If you give someone a controller, they will probably throw it at some point. So obviously they've <laughs> got the straps around the wrist and stuff as well. But it... Cool. Yeah. Um, Oculus literally just this minute put out a trailer for all the games that are coming oh, out sweet. in the launch window. Um, so there's some great stuff on there. If you, uh, if you, if you pull it up, um, there's, um, the uh the the big one the unspoken is the basically the doctor strange simulator where you get oh to God. basically take part in wizard battles and be harry potter with your hands and stuff yeah so that looks cool rip coils like a game with a disc that looks pretty cool um super hot yeah uh, that that's a game that i've been putting off playing because i figured it would be worth waiting for vr there's a few games like that the climb uh God, that's seems like be, a yeah. no-brainer. Uh, Please don't touch anything. Is a game that I'm about to buy, but that's getting support. Dead and Buried, the Western shooting game, that looks yeah. awesome. Um, uh, th- there's all the stuff that was on the Vive uh, initially, like um, Job Simulator and uh, oh, what's the one? The um, the fantasy one, the uh, one that um, oh. Call of the Starseed, the gallery. Okay, cool. That was the one that Patrick was raving about. Space Pirate yeah. Trainer. Um, there's an absolute ton of stuff coming that out. That's pretty good, actually. Windlands, yeah. which is a game that I tried to play without the touch controllers. Hmm. Looks like it makes much more sense. Techno Lust, another game that Patrick was banging on about for ages. <laughs> um, that's coming out. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be a whole bunch to do with those touch controllers once they come out, assuming... I mean, we already know... I've already played some of the games that are going to be coming out on it. Mm. So being able to just... I'll probably get Space Pirate Trainer just for that. Oh, hell yeah. Just that basic shooting sensation. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of exciting uh, stuff coming out for that. And uh, I feel... I'm, I am really excited to finally get something that's on a par with all the uh, stuff that Patrick was talking about with the mm. Vive earlier in the year um it's i just still find it amazing that it's actually happened <laughs> what the vr has arrived vr hasn't no but i mean for years there was the dk one the dk1 the dk2 and it could have quite easily remained as that it could not have gone commercial it could have just remained a rich boy's toy and you know and but it's come to market it's there we've seen it we're it's come to our bloody office and we're flogging bits yeah. for it and whatever. And, and, you know, and Microsoft are even taking note and trying to bring out their VR headset because they've realized that shit, Sony really have put a lot into this. And I reckon they probably thought that they were just going to do the bare minimum for it. But no, they've all, everyone seems to be getting on board. And I think it can only be a good thing. Um, it is. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still a little bit concerned at like how much of a long-lasting footprint it will have. I mean, I'm, I, I, I've, I feel duty bound as someone who's enthusiastic about games to the point that I have quite an expensive PC. You know, I, I feel like I should be interested in that kind of mm. thing. But, you know, I don't really know anyone outside of like insane gamers or people that friends of mine that have more money than they know what to do with uh getting on board with it because it's still quite a high barrier to entry oh, it definitely is um, but, um you know but I, but I think it can only but then so were consoles so was gaming in general i mean god i paid you know back in the 80s i paid like was it nearly 200 quid for my bloody amstrad yeah back then, yeah that was like consoles probably what you pay now you think people are still paying 400 quid for a gaming console now? Well, I don't know. 400 quid can't be worth what it was back then. I know, but still, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, the PS2 came out, people were paying a grand for it. No, the PS3, when that came out. Nah. They were, oh, seriously, pre-release. Before oh, it came, import. Yeah, import. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, people were willingly paying that. I mean, I went the length from Bretford Tottenham Court Road. Everyone had them, and there were queues absolute queues of people and it was mental and i was thinking really the the yeah. biggest deal i saw there was like 799 and that was that was just yeah because the guy knew he could outsell everyone else and still make money <laughs> yeah it was a different world back then though. We, we used to have to wait six months for a movie to come out god yeah it's true yeah i'll tell you what uh, though, um, i'm where well, one quick thing on vr that i was just wondering i'm wondering whether this will be because we saw a lot of sort of gun titles and stuff as well i reckon this might be a nice return of the light gun shooter something, <laughs> well i something, guess it is in a sense isn't it yeah uh, well, like the that sort of shooting gallery that, type stuff yeah because this generation i mean consoles flat screen tvs they don't work on them anymore and that's why the genre's died off i mean it's it's oh, that, right yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. don't work you have to get a crt tv oh <laughs> uh, yeah i didn't think of that but well, I mean, this is obviously like that, but way better because yeah. you I can would expect look all around you game at some point. 
I would yeah. love a Time Crisis game. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, there's a few games coming out for the touch controllers. Uh, like, I don't think they're in the launch lineup, but the mm. one, a lot of the stuff they've got set up for that is in that vein. You yeah. know, and, and there's stuff coming out on PlayStation VR as well. So I think, yeah, I think you'd be well catered for in that department, mate. There's like yeah, no, a no, load of stuff that's yeah. out like that. And stuff like where you can, uh, you know, put your arm behind your back and bring out a shield or a katana. <laughs> and Sweet. It, you know, oh, it's awesome. You'll, you'll love all that. Hmm. Um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, there's No Man's Sky has been in the news. <laughs> uh, it's just had a big update. Uh, called the Foundation Update, which adds a bunch of features to it. Uh, apparently, uh, there's like a super hardcore mode, a sort of super easy mode where you don't have to do any of the resource gathering and just mm. fly around wherever you like. Um, and also uh, the ability to build bases, <laughs> which seems kind of counterintuitive to me because I thought the whole point of the game was that you don't stay in one place and dick yeah. around for too long. Um, I think that was the main criticism was that, you know, there was all this, the only shit to do was sort of busy work um, and and kind of got in the way of the spirit of what the game was about. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a whole, this game's had a whole lot of problems, but um, yeah, it, 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 it's good that they're sort of trying to support it and, and, and uh, you know, incrementally and, it, and, it, and in a major way. Um, but it almost seems like they're pandering to the crowd here and... Um, I don't know whether it's going to make the game any better. Mm. I, think, I think they're trying. Yeah, they're, I think I think they're working a salvage strategy now, um, rather than anything else. I mean, it's not the same as like um, Elite when they brought out the arena. Yeah, um, which a lot of people said was was also counter to the whole feel of of Elite. But then you kind of had the dogfights <laughs> in there anyway. You know, and yeah, you could well go, if you look for it. Yeah, exactly. So the idea of if you were just wanting to jump in and have a couple of one you know team battles and stuff and just fly around and play it like wing commander you could do that thing is um, no man's whereas, sky no still one's doesn't got, yeah no man's sky is the exact opposite of that it's all about the hippie ideology of basically roaming around the universe yeah an incredibly lonely one because there's still no multiplayer they're talking about putting in hmm. like the messages like dark souls they, they admit they still can't get two people in the same place game just doesn't work you know, in that way, um, which is is a shame because I think, you know, they kept saying it's not multiplayer, it's not multiplayer, but it's just one of those things people assume now, yeah. take it for granted, you know, like that stuff's possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing about No Man's Sky is that they're, they've been cleared of that advertising allegation that they were being investigated by the mm. Fair Trade Committee or something. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they've managed to get away from that, so... Yeah. Do you think there'll be a No Man's Sky 2? Uh, n- no. I think there'll be a No Man's Ground. <laughs> yeah. Which you, you play a lonely trolley boy in the car park. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they can do with it. To be honest, I always thought it was like a bit of a far-reaching idea. Um, have I, all the world, all the all the galaxies and vastness in the world to yeah. explore, but with nothing to do. I, I thought it was great in the way that it looked like a 70s sci-fi thing. And I thought it was going to be contained to say like one solar system. That would have been... No, 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 no. No, but then they said it's like infinite, infinite. That we're going we're gonna to randomly generate planets and everything. And I was thinking, well, how does that work? Yeah. You're, you're basically, it's basically, the game might as well just be called I've Got Lost. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, uh, next thing I've got here is that uh, apparently the next... The, well, it was uh, it was announced ages ago that Telltale were working with Marvel, mm. and it, it seems like that Marvel Telltale game is going to be based on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm in two minds about this. Obviously, if they can get all the voice talent and everything, in, everyone involved, it could be very cool. Very expensive as well. So I mm. I do wonder if they're going to have like Chris Pratt and stuff doing it. Uh, they managed it with Game of Thrones. They had all them people in it. But yeah. um, I wonder if like you're going to end up, they'll kind of show up, but you'll be sort of in a new outfit of some kind. Um <laughs> That's kind of how the Game of Thrones thing worked. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Telltale have already made a Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's called Tales of the Borderlands. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because there, there's a moment in that I don't. Did you play through any of that? I didn't know. Not yet. Well, there's a, like in the fourth episode. There's just this bit where like the, there's like a preamble at the start of each episode, and then like normally a track kicks in. Yeah, and there's just a moment in that that was just absolutely golden, and and it, I was like, this is Guardians of the Galaxy. It really is, <laughs> you know, a group of misfits all banding together to like take on some crazy heist yeah. with questionable moral value and stuff. And so I'm just thinking, like, it just seems like a bit lame. It's like Telltale, like, I I think they need to sort of get out of their comfort zone and try something new. You know, I thought, you mm. know, Walking Dead was quite brave, and uh, the uh, I wish I wish they'd do another Fables game. That that Wolf Among Us one was fantastic. Yeah. Have you have you played many of the te- the Telltale um, games? Not many. I know that I, I do like the idea that they're kind of literally stories and stuff. And well, they're but I think motion they could do comic a, books basically. Yeah. Like you totally they could do a lot more. Stuff. I mean, they they could just take. I mean, hell, they could probably do Preacher or whatever or anything. Or well, probably not Preacher now that it's taken off and AMC own it. But you know, you've got a whole series of stuff out there. Well, they've done Batman. Yeah, um, I've heard but, about the argument. But it's normally stuff where they've kind of got enough creative freedom to make their mm. own story out of it. So I think Preacher would be difficult because that's a very specific stone, yeah. story. I mean, they've messed with it a bit in the TV show, but only in the sense that they created a prequel to it. Yeah. To the, but, to the comics. Yeah. So. Oh, minor spoiler. Uh, it's been out long enough. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, but I mean, not necessarily that, but anything. I mean, you think of, you can literally walk into a comic book shop. I mean, you could do some of Neil Gaiman stuff, like the Sandman Chronicles. You could do anything, really. I mean, the world is yep. their oyster because they've proven themselves with quite a few titles now that they make some nice little nifty games. Yeah. That work quite well episodically as well, so. Definitely. Um,. So, yeah, next up, um, massive amount of news on the new Mass Effect game. I don't really know if I could go into this. I was hoping Adam would be around this week because he would have probably had quite a lot to say about this. Mm. But um, what are the, uh, the, 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 oh, yeah, the, the, the sort of broad strokes of this is that there won't be character classes. You'll just sort of level up more naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a wider range of sort of um, options in terms of com- conversation. Um, of course, there'll be the romance options. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff here to go through. The <laughs> the links in the show notes, um, and you can knock yourselves out reading about that there if you haven't already. It's been out for a while now. <laughs> mm. um, I'm still interested in Mass Effect. It's supposed to be out early next year. I'm 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 still I still don't think 
they've shown enough of the game to uh, to to for that to be a thing that's really going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed to the end of next year. But right now they they're saying it's on for like February or March, I think, next year. Yeah. So be very interested to see if that actually happens. And the final bit of news I've got here is uh, that there's a new Hearthstone expansion arriving literally, I think, tonight. Um, It's going to have about 130 new cards. They're doing some crazy stuff with factions. They're splitting the three, the nine classes into three different factions. And I think there's, I'm not sure how that works exactly. Um, These things, I mean, this is a game I play casually on the train. So I find it quite... uh, Oh, it takes a while for me to penetrate it, really. Um, but there's a lot of new cards, uh, a lot of potions and stuff. Okay. I think there's some way of cr- manufacturing your own or something, maybe. Um, I Yeah, there's there's a lot to read through. Again, the sh- I've put it in the show notes. So if you're particularly interested in Hearthstone, um, then that's there as well. I did give it a start, but then I kind of fell out of it a bit. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just... I think I have a problem with attention. I have like gaming attention deficit disorder <laughs> at the moment, kind of thing. Um, it's one I'm, you have I'm, to chip I'm trying away to get at. out of it. Huh? It's one you have to chip away at, Hearthstone. Yeah. I, it took me. It took me a good six months before I had a deck that could do anything on ladder, and uh-huh. I still rarely get above rank seventeen. Hmm. And there's like twenty five ranks, like twenty five <laughs> to one. Yeah. To, to legendary. I've never got anywhere near that. But I still find it quite entertaining because the feeling of beating a real player, yeah. even though they could be like an alien for all I know, it's just immensely satisfying because it's like, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like winning a game of chess, you know. It's yeah. just it's just satisfying. It's like, it's go home, good. son. You've been served. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you know like you've destroyed them like so early on. And then sometimes you get nuked from out of nowhere and it's like, you motherfucker. You know, it's just it's just drama. It's exciting. Yeah. And th- and they keep uh you know, they keep adding these new cards and stuff to keep you interested. You know, I'm playing mm. a totally different deck to what I was a year ago. Um but yeah, th- those Blizzard games have long legs, so yeah, maybe maybe if you got into one of those that might help uh with your attention deficit. Maybe. I have no choice. <laughs> or I'll just become really furious at everything. <laughs> Treat everything oh, well. like a half-stove battle. <laughs> well, I can teach you, mate, but it would probably yeah, be so probably take another six months for me to chip away at the learning. <laughs> well, the best thing I would say to anyone who's interested in starting it is to just uh, pick a class and just run through there and, and, and basically unlock all the other classes yeah. and then go online and read like what are some good basic decks that don't require you to uh, grind any dust or have any of the legendaries and um, just go up to like level rank 20 um, and like you probably find that quite fun because you can't Mm. get knocked down until you get to rank 20 anyway after that it's like it's like a tug of war like because you'll win one and then you'll lose one and you'll you'll be doing that all the way up to the top sort of thing awesome so yeah but anyway i won't bore you with that anymore yeah that's cool that's cool yeah it's quite interesting i think that's probably why i've started with pokemon i think i'm trying to hit a reset in my brain somehow so i've got go back to the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah well that's and your just, that's your drug of choice well and, uh, you know yeah it's it's weird it's i'm not gonna lie it's a bit strange you know 
Um, I'm actually going to say my age. A 36-year-old man playing Pokemon sounds a bit wrong on paper and in the real world. But it's bloody fun, so I don't care. <laughs> Stranger Things, mate. Stranger I know, Things. I know. I've been enjoying it. And I'm going to continue no, that's awesome. to... Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm wondering about stuff that's... I still haven't got round to uh, Titanfall 2 yet. No, um, uh, I'm hoping to I. pick that up. I've still got some credits in my Xbox account, so I've got virtual money. So it doesn't matter, you know, when I eventually spend it. Um, yeah. So that'd be quite nice. So hopefully I'm going to grab that. Get it, get it. So you can yeah, talk about well, it on here. Well, next I, I, po- I, by next podcast, I think I should have it. Yeah, I, although Christmas try. is coming up, so I don't know. <laughs> oh well, uh, yes. I, well, it's been on offer everywhere. Uh, hmm. So, well, I, I did hear a rumor though that um, I did hear a rumor that the people doing the next Battlefront game uh, might be the people that worked on Titanfall Two. Oh, um, that's interesting. So, they because might... if it is. Then I reckon that they took the because obviously the biggest criticism about of, of um, Titanfall was no campaign. Yeah, and they seem to have taken that to heart. So I'm wondering because Battlefront didn't have a campaign. Um, I'm wondering whether the next time round it's going to have one hell of a campaign because I've heard the things I'm hearing about this about Titanfall too. It's that it's some of the stuff that you can do in it and some of the the layouts and the set pieces and stuff just insane so i'm wondering if they're involved in that whether they're they've let their creative muse go because i think the guys who the guys who did titanfall 2 i think the last story they did was model warfare 2 or something like that which people heralded as a really great sort of one player campaign game or co-op campaign game um so i'm kind of hoping that we'll get some amazingly awesome star wars (laughs) campaign with the next battlefront game as well as all of the mental stuff going on because oh, i think well, that's hopefully. i think that's i think that's what's missing from it it was a little bit i mean it's a hell of a lot of fun you're in a star wars world but it kind of feels a little bit soulless when you're going up against people that are just playing it and abusing you online you know vader should not be killed by a cyclist <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why I, I could not stand it i just yeah. don't have the patience for those sorts of multiplayer games no. anyway i i just don't have the reflexes or the patience yeah uh, i'm just getting sniped I'm just think- from out of nowhere and then like and then applying that to a world in which i which i absolutely adore it's yeah. just like no i just don't want to see it i'd rather yeah. i just yeah single player stuff yeah that could be cool I've, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really hoping out i mean it's me kind of you know putting bits together um i don't know if it's guaranteed that they've got the gig but i really hope so because yeah. it sounds like they've done wonders for that game, and it was just well, developers releasing it that kind of screwed it up. <laughs> but well, the publishers, the publishers, that's it, yeah, yeah, um, insisting that it was out before Christmas. Yeah, mistake. <laughs> yeah. Okie doke. Um, right. Okay. Two final things I need to get to on this show. Uh, cool. First up, uh, I need to make it known that I have been fortunate enough to find myself a job in the games industry um, and it wouldn't take any of you listeners long to figure out what that is it's on my twitter profile and it's not something that i'm you know it's classified it's not something i need to hide um, but i'm working at sega europe now so what that means for this show is that uh, i'm probably going to get access to a few extra games and so 
I probably won't be able to be as critical of those games. Um, however, I will be constructive and you'll just have to take those opinions or what I say about those games with a pinch of salt. I'm not being paid by Sega to talk about them, um, but I am being paid by Sega to do my job, which is not this. Um, so, yeah, just bear that in mind going forwards. Um, I think it could be great, um, like in that I'll probably get access to some things that I will be able to talk about and I'll get access to things that I won't be able to talk about. But um, the show's not going away. The thing is, though, um, with Patrick no longer contributing to the show, there's there's no way around it. We're, we're just literally... <laughs> there's there's not enough gas to keep this show going as a weekly entity. I've been struggling to put episodes together of any significant length since Patrick uh, decided to step down. And so I'm thinking going forwards, like probably from now on and like into the new year, uh, this show will now be a fortnightly show. Um, so there won't be any of those piddly little 20 minute, 10 minute uh, episodes. I mean, sometimes they might you be mean like this one. <laughs> well, yeah, no, this one's this one's actually like the sort of episode we used to put out uh, a while back. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ian's times at a, a premium these days. Of, hence him not being around tonight. And you know, Ian's uh, and Marcus has also. You know, you're you're very busy as well. So we we do struggle to actually put this together so you know when we record we normally do a few at once in the interest of full disclosure there um so that we can kind of maintain a regular uh schedule you know um yeah and and have something regularly showing up in everyone's podcast feed so that's how i like listening to podcasts and i hope that that's how you guys that listen to us have enjoyed listening to us so far uh, we only do this for the love of it but uh, at the same time, I have to thank all of you guys uh, th for listening and you, Marcus, as well, for contributing to this show, because I don't think I would have got the job without it. Um, they cool. mentioned it to me. Uh, it, it's not uh, at all the vocation that, of my job there. Um, but I think in terms of just showing my level of commitment and enthusiasm for this industry. Nice. I think that it um it it really helped and made the difference. So uh yeah, I just want to thank you all and we're not going away, but we're going to have to just step the uh frequency down a, a little um going forward. So uh I hope you can bear with us and continue to listen. Excellent. I was going to say that you've just basically unveiled the curtain and shown everyone that the Emperor or the uh, Wizard of Oz is actually a low-tier noob. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, what in terms of how we record? Yeah, but well, you know, that was Ian pretty good. I half expected way. you to say I'm now stepping down from this podcast to go no. and run the country. <laughs> We're going to work for the great nation of Sagodia. If only. <laughs> yeah, and if you're, and if, and by the way, listeners, if you're, um. If you're at all sort of uh, like jealous of this situation I'm in or, uh, you know, envious at all, I would let you know now my commute is two hours each way. So that's that's what I'm having to endure for this. But I will do it gladly uh, because so far it's been a really great place to work. Yeah. I cannot deny. So. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get it. over the journey thing. 
eventually yeah. hopefully <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah well i've just been uh getting through it by watching shit loads of tv i watched mm. two episodes of the strain on the way home tonight nice this has been the not playing podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk where you can also hear myself marcus and ian talk about movies and tv on the not watching podcast and adam ash and will talk about all manner of funny things on the not listening podcast you can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet out or follow us on twitter at notplayingpod you can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk and if you're listening to us on itunes then please do give us a review anyway that's all for now thanks for listening See ya. with no My friend, I'm in to agree cause I suck. I suck at Call of Duty. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.